everyone. This is Michelle Gale. I'm so grateful you're here. And before we get started, I just wanted to share with you that I'll be launching my first ever free online conference called Mindful Parenting in a Messy World from September 18th to the 20th. We're going to have 15 speaker interviews, some of which include Rick Hansen, Susan Kaiser Greenland, Dr. Shafali Sabari. You can register at conference.michellegale forward slash podcast. Make sure to register here because I'll be sending my podcast listeners a free bonus webinar titled Big Emotions and What to Do with Them. You can also find that link in the podcast notes. And I'm also offering a four-week online course in October called Mindful Parenting, the Foundations of Practice. It'll be a weekly course focused on mindfulness of the breath, body, emotions, and thoughts. We'll have a private Facebook group and weekly practices and it'll be recorded each time so you can watch whenever it works for you. I'd love to have you join me. You can go to my website, beamindfulparent.com for more information or just sign up to my weekly email list and you'll stay up to date on all the ways we can grow together as a community and you will also receive my weekly musings. (laughs) Enjoy the podcast. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the podcast, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. I'm your host, Michelle Gale, and I am here today with Glenn Lubert, who is a friend and a colleague. Glenn is a serial entrepreneur. He's a habit expert, a behavior design specialist, and he's currently experimenting living as a digital nomad while researching habit formation through a series of workshops, which we'll mention later, but he does have a workshop that we're going to invite you to a free day, a five day free habit coaching session. Um, so we'll talk about a little bit about that later. He's also the board president of Project Inform, which has a focus on ending HIV and a very interesting life. Welcome, Glenn. Oh, thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much. <laughs> so nice to have you. So let's just start off by. Um, I'd love for you to share a little, well, I'd love to share a little bit about this life living as a digital nomad and how that's informing the work that you're doing. So let's just put that aside. But how did you um, get inspired to do this work around around designing habits? Yeah, I mean, I think it was, uh, you know, multiple paths um, brought me to the same place as as, um, it goes. And I, um, you know, one, I was looking at it from, um, you know, product development, I was interested in uh, wearables and, um, you know, how they're helping people and are not helping people and people were, were getting rid of their, their Fitbits or their, um, tracker tools after six to eight months because it wasn't really, uh, affecting any behavior change. And then, mm-hmm. so I, I started to ask myself, well, how does it, how do you affect behavior change? Um, and that took me down a, a path of, of learning about that. And part of the reason I even got a wearable early on was because I was I was burned out. I've, I've been bi-coastal running multiple companies and really was at a point where my sleep was a mess. I was taking sleeping pills nearly every night and, you know, this is not sustainable. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I need to improve my sleep. Why I got one of the wearables to to do it, and um, really made sleep the center point of my life. And how can I do sleep well? And that also was connected with the behavior design and and habit formation. And so I was a collegiate athlete, a division one collegiate athlete, and I um, 
knew that habits that our coaches implemented were super successful at making um, me su- successful at that. And so I, I said, okay, well, this, I know this works. I've, I've used it in the past. And so I really want to understand how to, to design habits for my life and kind of a lifestyle. And so you're uh, saying that you were working with a coach on designing habit. And when you worked with a coach, that was helpful. Well, I, well, I had coaches in college that did design habits for our, uh, training. Ah, okay. So you're talking about collegiate, like sports coaches. And then just for people that don't know what a wearable is, um, you mentioned that twice. What is a wearable just for those people that don't know what that is? Yeah. A wearable is, um, a Fitbit or a jawbone or an Apple watch that gives you feedback on your activity, sleep, and allows you to have some type of feedback mechanism to help you, um, with your behavior change. Okay. You have for weight, you know, weight loss and, um, that type of thing. Okay. Got it. All right. So now I'm, I'm with you. (laughs) And sleep was one of those categories. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Got it. So you, um, this is how you got interested in doing what you're doing and what kind of outcomes did you start seeing as you started implementing some of this? Cause I know for parents specifically and a lot of the community, um, that I work with, particularly around mindfulness, right? This mindful parenting in a messy world is what we're talking about, um, as a, as a, a container for all of these conversations. And I know it's, you know, we often say remembering, to do the practice and to make it a habit in your life, whether that's a formal meditation practice or weaving mindful moments into, you know, throughout the day, that's the hardest part. So how do we do this, Glenn? What do we do from your, from your, from the teachings that, that you're sharing and all this learning that is informed by science? You know, what do we do? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, you know, I, I like the messy world, um, idea. I used to, I, I've called it uh, the whitewater of our digital life. Mm. Um, always now instant feedback, data streaming uh, existence that we're, we're all in. And the, the concept that comes from Stanford's BJ Fogg mm-hmm. is built, like I said, on, like you said, on science and experimenting with uh, different ways to do this. Um, it's built on three different pieces. The first is an anchor, finding an existing habit that you already do that's automatic and coupling that with your new behavior. And then the real key to this is celebration. Doing a celebration, whether it's a simple as a smile or throwing your arms straight up in the air in a victory pose or (laughs) pump or arm arm pump, um, whatever silly you laughed, and that's the idea. You want to create a positive emotion because if there's anything that, ever, that your listeners should take away from this is that emotions create habits. Mm. Emotions create habits. So what we're trying to do is connect a positive emotion with your new behavior. This okay. is a little bit of um, uh, dopamine in your brain, some neurochemicals in your brain that is used to create habits, both bad and good, we're going to, we're hacking it to be able to create positive, good, healthy, well-being habits. In this case, uh, doing it with our meditation practice, our contemplative practice. And the 
elements that I go over in the workshop and, and we do in the five day coaching session is to uh, help identify the strong anchors, the correct behaviors and um, the celebration piece. And that's kind of where the, the coaching part of it comes in because you want to find a anchor that fits well with the new behavior you want to do. So we, we want to do a mindfulness uh, exercise and we need to find a anchor that is connected with the exercise. So let me give you an example. Um, you know, we often say, okay, we want to meditate for this amount of time or um, you want to sit on your cushion and you know, do all that, but you know, that's not always, uh, we don't always have the ability or the luxury to do that. Uh-huh. And so we got to find places in our day where we already have um, an existing anchor that would work well with a, with a mindfulness exercise. And we want to keep it, the behavior so small that when our motivation is at its lowest, we still will do it. So we're trying to, we're playing with motivation and ability. Mm. Those are the two parts of the uh, uh, axis that we are talking about here. And you want to have it so small that you're going to do it even when you uh, have low motivation, because when you, um, when you, you can do more than the time that you have allotted, uh, Mm -hmm. but the celebration only happens with the lowest uh, one. So for example, uh, there's a you know behavior design. There's one for uh, doing um, brushing your or flossing your teeth actually, and uh, I I did this one and it started off with you. I would only agree to myself that I'm gonna floss one single tooth, and that will be that way. Even if I don't feel like doing, I'm like oh, I can do one tooth. But, you know, you get the floss out and you, you get it out there and you're like, well, I already got it all out and everything, so I might as well <laughs> do some more. But I'm always celebrating that one tooth. So even when on the days when I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing this, um, I can, I will do it. And, and now I have an automatic habit of flossing all my teeth. Um, but at the beginning, I, I wasn't doing it regularly and it, and it really um, made it so easy that I would do it no matter what. And, you know, I put the floss sticks right there beside where my toothbrush would sit down. So my my anchor was when I set my toothbrush down, um, I will floss one tooth and then celebrate. Okay. And so let's think about, let's think about parents. Like let's think about like the busy morning, um, trying to get kids out. Cause like a lot of people have got getting their kids out to school, you know, if their kids are going to school somewhere definitely. and you know, there's the rush, like you get up, you start making lunches, you know, you make, make their breakfast, you know, and what could an anchor be like placing the, the plate down when they're going to have breakfast can be a time like take a breath and look into their eyes or something. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great example. You want to find the trailing edge of the last thing you're doing before you want to take that uh, mindfulness moment. Okay. So maybe before they leave, like, you know, as they're getting ready to leave, you know, it's something that you might do. Like I've told this story many times when my kids and I, used to, when they were younger, used to hold hands, take a breath together, pass this little hand squeeze around. Um, and then they'd go off to school. Right. So we'd have this like one moment. It was always as they were leaving. So something like that, is that the territory we're in? Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. you, we could also, you could also do it where, you know, when you, tr- when you log onto your computer, um, yeah. the, the second, the few seconds that it's taking to log on, 
those are great. That's a great time here. You're waiting for the computer to start up anyways. Right. Two, take two intentional breaths right there is great for a lot of reasons. One, you know, you're getting your, you're getting a mindfulness moment in there, but you're also connecting yourself to yourself right before you enter this other world. So you can enter this other world with intentionality. And the nice thing about that one is that you, that anchor happens multiple times a day. You log into your computer multiple times a day. So that gives you multiple opportunities to practice your uh, mindfulness exercise. Okay. So it can be, you know, in any kind of transition throughout the day, something that you do over and over again, it can also be, you know, those kind of big transitions of going somewhere, or I'm imagining, you know, with a family going to sleep, you know, I would, as you were talking, I was imagining, Oh, what if at night, you know, we have our own little rituals at night. Um, and my 15 year old wouldn't, wouldn't do this at this point, but my 11 year old, we can like feel each other's heartbeat for a minute. Like I could put my hand on his heart. He could put his hand on my heart. We could have a minute feeling each other's heartbeat, right? And that would be like a way to end the day. And it's like a sweet mindfulness practice that has some touch and um, some pause. Yeah. Yeah. That's outstanding. And these things will have have a ripple effect that you will, that you might not even recognize. I had a woman that I was coaching and she wanted to have more intimacy with her husband. And so she had one where when she went to bed at night, she just put her hand on his arm for a moment and then uh, had a, a gratitude statement that she said to herself, not out loud, just to herself. And she smiled for her celebration. So nothing that was interrupting her, her husband, but the ripple effect that happened was at, she did that for a, a week. And then her husband just started being more intimate with her throughout the day. Mm. And it had a ripple effect that you weren't expecting. That's what one of the great things about this, is that those things happen over and over again. And I think that the one you just said with putting your hand on your heart is a, another one that, again, I can see a ripple effect coming from that one. Yeah. And so it's, um, you know, you can do this in stealth mode. It doesn't have to be that, you know, you're letting anybody know. You just kind of do it. Correct. And, and, and watch the magic happen. <laughs> And I, and I think with, uh, with, with kids, um, you know, you know, just like with a meditation practice, you know, you, you want to model it yourself, um, do it, do it yourself, practice it yourself, practice it yourself. But if kids see you celebrating and doing something silly and fun, they're like, what are you doing? Um, they, they're, they're, na- they're natural habit formers. They, na- they naturally want to form habits. They like the structure of, um, you know, the, the celebrations, you know, are kind of, you know, what's the reward that I get for doing what I'm doing? Um, that they that naturally works well with with kids. Mm. So as as you model it, do it, and have the fun with the celebration, um, they'll naturally want to uh, join in because they want to do the fun celebration. I love this. I love this. And what are you learning um, as this digital nomad <laughs> experiment that you're in the midst of in forming habits? Because this is I feel the metaphor for parenting. You know where we're always in this, you know, unknown, right? So often in an unknown throughout the day on and off with our families. And that's kind of the way you're living right now. You know, you don't kind of don't know what's going to be in front of you. You don't know what's next. Um, How are you, you know, what's the lens that you're looking through around forming habits and what is it inspiring in you? So can you speak to that just a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I think that the constant change uh, uh, is, allows your brain to be more open and receptive to new learning. 
Mm. So I think that the parallel there is that constant change is actually an asset for learning. And the other thing that I, I would learn from this is that there are anchors that you do regardless um, of where you are and what you're doing. And those ones are the ones you really want to attach to the more your morning ritual. Um, that's ripe with lots of strong, great anchors to be able to build from, you know, you, you shower every morning, you brush your teeth every morning, um, you make breakfast every morning. All of those are really great ways to build new habits and building a mindfulness exercise into that morning routine is a great way to do it. Or I, I had one person that added in that when they closed the car door, they would take two deep breaths. Mm, that's just a good like, one. Yeah. Just like getting on the computer um, and taking those two, two breaths before I do this major new activity that can be stressful driving, resetting, recentering and set it, uh, taking that mindfulness moment is a great way to go into that next environment. And are you finding that, you know, as you're moving from place to place right now throughout the year that you still kind of have your morning and evening routines? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that's why it's, um, that's why it's something that you can really anchor to because the middle of the day could be messy. Yeah. Um, and, and you still have to get up in, a, in one way. You still have to go to that, the bed in, in the same way. Mm. Mm. What are you working on now? Like, what is your habit change that you're focused on at the moment? Uh, mine is on evening activities. Um, it, it is to um, put in, make sure I've uh, washed my face and put on some uh, lotion in the night, at night was one of them. Mm-hmm. And the, I, I broke my ankle uh, last year. So I've been utilizing the habit formation skill to do my physical therapy exercise. I got to stretch the ankle takes a long time to heal. Mm. Um, and so I have to do stretches every morning um, and every evening. So those have been incorporated into the routine. And the one habit, there's two habits I think that are really great to start off with. Um, and one is in the morning. Before you even get out of bed, I think this is a great opportunity to do, have a mindfulness exercise. Before you even get out of bed, you, you lay there. You're still laying in your bed. You give yourself the, an extra five minutes in bed. Who doesn't want that? Um, and that's a great opportunity for a mindfulness uh, moment. Set your intention for the day. Or something as simple as when my feet hit the floor, which you do every day, your feet are going to hit that floor out of the bed. That's a a strong anchor habit. When my feet hit the floor, I will put my hands in the air and say, today's going to be a great day. Mm, That's, I love that. That, Or like wondering like, what kind of magical moment will I have with my children today? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) You're you're setting yourself, you've already done a win. You've got your first win for the day. So you're already a winner. Um, And so that begets more winning. And you have, um, you have set yourself in a positive uh, mindset for the day. I think it's a, um, just a super strong habit. I highly recommend that one. The yes. other one. Good. Keep going. The other, the other one is an evening one. And this is when my head hits the pillow. The very last thing that I'm doing for the habit. When my head hits the pillow, I'm going to think of one thing that I'm grateful for or that uh, made me happy from the day. And 
and then I'll smile to myself. And that's, you know, really um, easy, small celebration. Don't have to interrupt anybody or get yourself too excited as you're going to bed. But you, you move into the dream state of the night and you, with the, a mindset of something that I was grateful for and positive about. So your, your default network that's working all over all in the evening has been set up in a nice way. Oh, that's so good. And the default network of the brain is, tell them a little bit about that. Uh, it's, it's like the genius lounge um, in there. It's when um, the, all, the, all the, the Einsteins and the, uh, the brainiacs come out and with their lava lamps and solve all the problems that have come together all throughout the day and sorts it out. And so that way when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh yeah, we've solved all these things for you. <laughs> and and thank, you for, thank you for setting us in a positive light before we went to bed. So we were, we were uh, right in the right mindset to do this. That's so good. So the default network of the brain can really help to change the mindset that you're living in. Definitely, definitely. And so if, you, if you're ending your day with a positive and you're starting your day with your positive, you're bookending both of those experiences to the, the daytime experience and the evening experience to be in that positive mindset. Okay. And you know, that morning um, ritual is something I took on um, a couple months ago. And, you know, the first time I kind of thought about it was when you and I uh, were on retreat together with John Kabat-Zinn years ago, and he talked about it. I don't know if you remember this, but he mentioned it. I'm not sure if it was in our retreat or another retreat I was on. Maybe you weren't with me, but um, he talks about that. Like, just don't get out of bed in the morning. Just start in that way. And it's been genius. It's been so wonderful. And I can really just lay there and follow my breath and you know, practice for 10 or 15 minutes. And, but I'm going to add in the standing up and, and I'm going to say, I'm going to ask myself, like, what kind of magical moment am I going to have with my kids today? One of my kids today or my kids today. And then I'm going to be like, smile. And then I'm going to, I'm adding that in. I love that. Yeah. And celebrate. Celebration is the key. It's, I'll throw my hands in the air. Or I'll smile and like, woohoo. <laughs> emotions create habits and you're, we're trying to create a positive emotion. That is so awesome. And so tell us a little bit about if people want to, there, I know you have some free online um, sessions coming up. Can you say a little bit about that, what people can expect? And we'll make sure to link to it in the, in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. The, there's a five-day email-based coaching system with great information from BJ Farr from Stanford. And we walk you through how to do this and practice this. It's a skill, just like um, uh, meditation practice is a skill. And what we will uh, go through is, you know, how to identify that anchor. Um, you know, which, which, there's, na- there's natural anchors that connect to your behavior and how to make that behavior smaller, smaller. People try to big, um, take on a big chunk to get started. Well, you want to make it super small. So when your motivation is low, and, and then also working on checking in on your celebration. Are you celebrating it? You can still build a meditation habit uh, or any habit without the celebration, but it just takes longer and is not as consistently effective. And in, in fact, even if you forget to do your habit, you, if you visualize it in your brain and celebrate, you're still releasing that dopamine and creating those new neural connections. So that's why I think it's just the celebration is, is key to doing this. Okay. program. So we'll, we'll work through all that um, during the five-day uh, session. Okay, great. And they can find that on your website, which is Glenn Lubert. And it's Glenn has one N and Lubert has two Bs, G-L-E-N-L-U-B-B-E-R-T.com. And that'll be in the notes. 
And you can also uh, follow Glenn on medium, medium medium.com. You you post pretty regularly on there. Yeah. I try to. Yeah. 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 So that's a great place to connect with you. Any other way people should connect with you or be able to follow your, your goings on. Yeah. Um, Twitter is, um, I'm pretty active on that one. So that's, uh, at Glenn Lubert and, um, and then Instagram, you can link from my website too as well. That's where I have all my digital nomad, uh, stories because I, you know, writing a blog for, uh, the travels was too, too much because I'm you actually doing the traveling. So (laughs) got it. So Glenn, any last words for parents, just inspiration around, around forming habits before we go? I think the one thing that I want parents to understand is that this is easy and actionable that you can actually do it inside your messy, busy world. And you can actually integrate a mindfulness exercise multiple different ways in your day. And it doesn't have to be a daunting exercise. So helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll sign off and say goodbye to all of you out there. May you meet this moment fully. May you meet this moment with kindness towards yourself and others. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. Michelle's new book, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World, Living with Presence and Parenting with Purpose, is now available at Amazon and at mindfulparentingbook.com. Get your copy today.